Welcome, welcome to the best five minute wine podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Kelly. From the seed to the glass, wine has a past. Our aim at the best five minute wine podcast is to look for adventure at wineries around the globe. After all, grape minds think alike. Let's start the adventure. Our featured winery is. We continue our exploration into Clearwater Canyon cellars of Lewiston, Idaho, speaking with co owner and winemaker. Coco Umaker. I just did a Google search, Idaho wineries, and one of the first searches was the question, are Idaho wines any good? (laughs) So I'm sure you've experienced the Idaho bias. Just the fact that we were from Idaho and still are from Idaho, I often joke that Idaho is kind of the redheaded stepchildren of the Northwest wine industry. You know, we are part of that conversation. When you talk Northwest wine, it's Washington, Oregon, British Columbia, and Idaho. And we are a relatively small industry in terms of numbers, but that doesn't mean that the quality is any less, just in terms of voice. You don't hear about it as much, and so people kind of equate that with maybe, oh, it's not as good, but we actually are very well established. There's just not as many of us, partly because of the topography of Idaho. There's not that many areas that can grow amazing grapes. I I get a lot of enjoyment out of watching people go, oh my God, from Idaho, huh? This is really good. Growing up in Idaho, whenever I would travel, it always cracked me up when people would ask where you're from, and I would tell them, and they would either make a potato joke or they'd ask if I was a corn farmer. No, that's funny. I got a, one of my labels rejected from the feds. You know, we have to send all of our labels in for approval with the federal government. I had Washington on the label and they rejected it. So you can't put a state on a label unless you're, the state that you're in touches that state. So like I can put Washington on a label because Idaho touches Washington. And so I had to call the Fed, get a woman on the phone finally. And I'm like, I don't mean to be condescending, but I think this label got rejected because... The person reviewing it did not realize that Idaho actually touches Washington. Can you get a map out and look? And she's like, oh, for the geography lesson. Okay. Before we close out the interview, let's see the progression of your accomplishments. They're leading to something big. To go over the timeline, in 2003, 2004, you first planted your vines, you got married, and then you started the winery. And then in 2005, the first grapes were harvested. Two years later, you moved to the industrial side of Lewiston. 2010, you bought out your partners that you initially started the winery with. And then in 2015, a big award comes your way. Clearwater Canyon is named Idaho Winery of the Year by Wine Press Northwest. In 2016, you'd move to the Umaker Vineyards. And then in 2020, what happened? Well, for the week of March 20th, we were announced as the Pacific Northwest Winery of the Year by Wine Press Northwest, which Wine Press Northwest is like our wine spectator of the Northwest. They have never in their history announced a Pacific Northwest Winery of the Year from Idaho. So Idaho had finally done it. The wineries that have come before us on that list are incredible. Wineries that we look up to, like Walla Walla Vintners, Russell Prairie Rock from Umqua. I mean, there were some amazing wineries on there. And then to have Clearwater Canyon listed was phenomenal. Strange timing in a way for us because we really feel like our best wines are yet to come because the wines that we earned that title 
those were wines largely that were made in, in our old North Lewiston location, really. They were great wines, they were hard fought, but certainly I think our wine quality has changed um, and improved and the creativity of our wine is much higher now that we're in a better place to make wine. I mean, I just have more time to think about it. I'm not just trying to like figure out how to get a forklift. Being creative and making great wine takes brain space. So, I mean, I definitely feel like we've done a much better job in the last few years. So that week of March 20th of 2020, we announced Pacific Northwest Winery of the Year. And that same week, we were forced to shut the winery down for the pandemic. And I turned 39. So it was kind of a rough week. <laughs> I mean, 39 is better than I'm 40 now. I don't know if it would have been more painful turning 40 that year. But anyway, <laughs> nevertheless, it was a big week. About 90% of our production is sold to our wine club, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, we've had an amazing couple years of people showing tremendous support for us. And certainly I think the, the Pacific Northwest Winery of the Year helped a lot. Certainly the hero of our story is our customers. And, and so for them, it was, it was amazing as much as it was for us. We need wine questions. And if you've got one, we'd love to hear from you. Go to the website on your phone at thebestwinepodcast.com. Click on the red banner on the right side that says leave voicemail and you'll be on your way. Thank you for listening. I'm Forrest Kelly. This episode of the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast was produced by iHism. If you like the show, please tell your friends and pets and subscribe. Until next time, pour the wine and ponder your next adventure. This is Doug Vincent with the podcast Walk and Roll Live, Disability Stories. In 1956, I contracted polio. Thanks to my loving parents, I've lived a full, rich life over the past 67 years. Join me as I share my journey and uncover inspiring stories of resilience. This podcast is a platform for survivors of disability and those who champion services for the disabled community. Tune in on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Let's walk and roll together on this incredible journey of strength and empowerment.